Greetings in the Lord Jesus. You could turn with me to Philippians chapter 2 for a start. Singing that song, he could have called 10,000 angels. I had to think something I don't think I ever remembered thinking before. So where were the angels while this was going on? Were they standing there ranks upon ranks and watching and ready at an instant's notice to do something? Did they know what was going on? I don't think they really did. Well, anyway, beside the point. I think they knew when he rose again, though. So Philippians chapter 2, thinking about council meeting, and here it is, Easter, and it's not exactly an Easter sermon, but uh, I want to talk about what made Easter possible at least. So we, verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What made that possible? Well, if you read the wherefore, you'll find out. Who, verse 6, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. If you go back to Revelation chapter 5, thou art worthy because thou wast slain. And I was thinking about our council meeting questions. You know, we have our, our card with five questions on, and, and well, they cover things pretty well, but I thought maybe we should just add another one. Are you following Jesus Christ? That might cover it pretty well, too. So I chose for my title this morning, With Jesus on the Low Road. With Jesus on the Low Road going to look at the book of Matthew mostly and just look at a few things out of Jesus' life and teachings to remind us that God's kingdom is upside down. It doesn't operate like other kingdoms. Our Lord's life, our Lord's teaching, he didn't set out to be anybody great. He was never selfish. He was always a servant. He always did the loving thing. He always did the right thing. And we, as his followers, follow him. So, Matthew chapter 3, we'll just uh, go through the book of Matthew, read a few number of passages. I won't say much about most of them. Matthew chapter 3 begins, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye! for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he baptized people who repented. Verse 13, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? John knew this man. This man doesn't need repentance. Jesus answering said unto him, Allow it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. 
Jesus said it's the right thing to do. No, I don't need repentance. No, he never sinned. <laughs> but it was part of God's plan, so he did it. Chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus began to preach. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And I don't know if they knew what he was talking about, but he didn't say, follow me, we're going to do great things. He just said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Chapter 5, we have his teaching on the kind of attitudes we should have. These are his attitudes, the attitudes he had. Verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who know they have problems, who are fully aware of it and know they need God's help. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, people that cry, for they shall be comforted. Now, I've cried some in the last year. I didn't feel particularly blessed at the time. <laughs> On some, well, on one occasion, maybe I did, actually. There were a number of us crying together. But that's not the way we like to think as human. Blessed are the meek. The people that just go ahead and let people use them as floor mats. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, the ones who just ask how high on the way up. And don't ask questions. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Whose goal is to be like the Lord Jesus, and to do what's right. Blessed are the merciful, people that are careful to show mercy and not to be judgmental and not to be critical and not to see the worst in others, but to give them a benefit of the doubt. They shall obtain mercy. The people who forgive. Blessed are the pure in heart, who have a real guiding motive. I want to be pure. I want to know God. Blessed are the peacemakers, the ones who say, I'm going to do the peaceful thing. I'm going to do, I'm going to help bring peace to this situation. Fair or unfair, whatever. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We tend to act like it's about the worst thing that ever happened if somebody that we know actually gets persecuted. That's not what Jesus said to do. Those are some of the attitudes we should have. Well, you could go on further in the chapter over to verse 39. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. But somebody smite you on the right cheek. Turn to him the other also. Don't be nasty about it, by the way. Just let him do it. <laughs> if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. 
someone compels you to go a mile, go with him too. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow thee, turn not thou away. There's a song we sing that says, and, and may there be no feeling in my breast other than our Lord expressed. And sometimes I think we, we, we maybe do what's right, but do it with the wrong attitude. This just says, let them do it. Verse 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That's the way to be children of your Father in heaven. That's the way to follow Jesus. Oh, there's more there in the Sermon on the Mount. But let's go on. Chapter 9. Verse 10. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why does your master eat with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Not the forms and the sacrifices, but relationship, love, concern, mercy. Chapter 10, verse 34. Jesus said, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I haven't come to send peace. Jesus said there's going to be division. There's going to be problems when you follow me. Verse 38, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. And so there in the garden, Jesus prayed not, well, let this pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. The cross is what God asks of us. <laughs> of me, I'll take it, he said. Verse 39, he that findeth his life shall lose it. He that saves his life, keeps it for himself, shall lose it. He that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. You look at the Lord Jesus, and he said, I do always the things that please my Father. He gave his life at the end, yes, but he lived his life, too, in giving. He that findeth his life shall lose it. So take up your cross and die. Give it to the Lord. I came not to bring peace, he said, but 
chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, all you that are chasing after things this world has to offer and, and finding peace and all of that. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek, I'm lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. <laughs> Are we bearing it? Chapter 12. <clears throat> Verse 15. And when Jesus knew it, that is when he knew the Pharisees were going to try to destroy him, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Esaias the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. <coughs> he shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the nations trust, the Gentiles trust. So he's not out looking for a following. In fact, he's told people not to tell about him. He's not out for fame. He's not out to try to be somebody. He doesn't talk about what he did. He doesn't boast about it. Well, we wouldn't do that either. Sometimes we like to be noticed. Chapter 13. Toward the end of the chapter, verse 54. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they stumbled at him, they were offended at him, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So he was misunderstood by his own, and yet he didn't uh, make a scene about it, he just said that's the way it works. <laughs> Prophets not without honor in his own country. Did Jesus care about these people as much as he cared about people in other countries where he had done mighty miracles? Well, certainly, maybe even more. Would he have liked to help them more? Sure. He did not, though, for some reason, because of their unbelief. Chapter 16.
Verse 21. This is right after Peter's great confession, Thou art the Christ. And from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art a stumbling block unto me, an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. What do I savor? The things that be of God or the things that be of men? When it comes to tests and trials of life and, well, yeah, the teachings of my Lord. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? We talked about Pilate in our Sunday school class, and I thought about that man. You know, Jesus said, your sin's not as great as the one who delivered you. Pilate knew they delivered him for envy. He knew he was innocent. He determined that. <laughs> and yet, uh, he wasn't too willing to give up his office. He wasn't too willing to get into the kind of trouble he'd get into by going against the Jews. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it, even if you have a good reason to save it, maybe. Pilate probably thought he did. And I can think of a time maybe I was in sort of that situation and it didn't pass the test either, so it can be difficult. Chapter 17. The end of the chapter again. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? I think this was the temple tax. Jesus, or Peter said, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, stopped him, and said, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, of strangers. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so here's this temple tax. Simon says, oh, of course we pay it. But Jesus said, well, wait a minute, Simon. Uh, this tax, we shouldn't have to pay it. Imagine that, a tax you shouldn't have to pay. What would you do? Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast an hook, 
Take up the fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Take that, give it to them for me and you. So the Lord reached into his pocketbook and paid it. Even though he said, it's a tax, I shouldn't have to pay. Well, that gets a little closer home, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. Chapter 18. First verse. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say to you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one, of the, one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall, whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. And by the way, there's that word offend again that causes one of them to stumble. Woe unto the world because of offenses, stumbling stones. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or foot offend thee, cut them off, cast them away from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. If thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. There's nothing wrong with that. I can do that. It's not sin. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Are you a little one? <laughs> and do you care about the little ones? Verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother trespasses against thee, go tell the preacher, go tell your friends, talk about him, no. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother, and no one else ever needs to know a thing about it. Amazing, isn't it? Verse 21, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him that owed ten thousand talents. A million dollars or so, we could say. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, besought him, the Margin says, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Just outright forgave him. He hadn't even asked. Just like us. 
The Lord did it without us asking him to make that sacrifice. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, fifty, a hundred dollars, whatever. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said to him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desiredst me. Shouldst not thou have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was angry, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. No matter how badly they hurt you. It wasn't anything like your Lord went through for you. Chapter 19. Just to remind you of my title again, On the Low Road with Jesus, or With Jesus on the Low Road. This is the way he lived. This is the way he wants us to live. Chapter 19, verse 13. Then there were brought unto him little children. Just remember, Jesus was a single man. He wasn't a papa. <laughs> Thought about that as I read this. That he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer, allow the little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. There it is again, of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Chapter 20, verse 20. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. And Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, we are able. Okay, so the mama's doing the asking in verses 20 and 21. But he's speaking directly to Peter and John, or James and John in verse 22. And he saith unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to set on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, they acted like humans act. They were moved with indignation against the two brethren. We wanted that spot, by the way. <laughs> but Jesus called them, and I think this is probably all twelve now, unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But 
it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister, your servant. Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And so you have the life of Jesus there in verse 18. He came not to be ministered to. He had a crowd following him a lot of time, but they were, they were not his entourage who were taking care of him, his secret service members and those who were provided everything that he needed. No, they were often people looking for help. He came to serve. And he did that. He just kept on giving of himself. Even sometimes when he was treated unfairly and people took advantage of him. And in the end, he just kept right on. We won't go through his suffering. That was last Sunday about that. That was part of it too. To give his life a ransom for many. Chapter 23. Then spake Jesus unto the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do ye not after their works, for they say, and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne. They lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries. They enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the uppermost rooms at feasts, the chief seat meetings in the market, the greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But don't you be like them. <laughs> Be not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all you are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And we sing the little song sometimes, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. <clears throat> is it okay to have an ambition to be great in God's kingdom? I remember as a young Christian puzzling over that um, is it okay to have an ambition to be a great servant, a better servant, a, a lower servant? And I won't try to answer that. It's okay to have an ambition to love the Lord with all your heart and to serve him with everything you've got and to, to, to want to please him. In fact, that's what we need to do. But whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. He that shall humble himself shall be exalted. 
<laughs> One more from Matthew chapter 25. We know this account. Verse 34, then shall the kingdom, the king say unto them on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared you from the foundation of the world. For, and you gave me meat, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. This is the way to end up on the right side of the king in the end. Follow him in a life of service. Follow him on the low road. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungry and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When did we see you a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come unto you? They were just doing it. They had gotten into the habit, maybe we could say, of following the Lord in service, and they just did it. They weren't looking for a reward. They just knew this is how Jesus lived. This is how I want to live. So yes, do you have peace with God? Do you have peace with your fellow men? Do you have peace with your fellow believers as far as you're able? Do you desire communion? Do you support the rules and discipline of our conference? And I always understood that to mean that, uh, well, yeah, you uh, did what it said. I have had opportunity to question whether I, that understanding was right sometimes. But anyway, have the same attitude that Jesus had. Live on the low road with him. I'll just give you a paraphrase of what I read at the beginning. Have the same attitude that your Lord Jesus had, who, even though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be held on to, but he emptied himself, took the form of a servant, and lived as a man among men. As a man, he humbled himself unto death, even becoming obedient to the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name higher than any other so that at his name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One last verse. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Let's walk with Jesus on the low road, learn what it means to die to self. It's not a one-time thing. You never get done because the old man, the old nature, well, God gives us a new nature, but the flesh is still alive and we have to deal with it all the way through. Let's have a song.